Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. And today you're joined by me, Sam, and Charlotte. And we have a very special guest of Tyler Lizard. He is the VP of Marketing and Chief Strategy Officer for Vidyard, Head of Sales Feed, and author of The Visual Sale, which is about exploding sales, driving marketing, and growing your business in a virtual world. And I think it's safe to say all round very much enjoys pushing sellers and marketers out of their comfort zones. So first of all, welcome to the show, Tyler. Oh, thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. Finally. And I have to say, it's an interesting story because you started appearing on my feed more or less as I started using Vidyard um, because I'd never used video in my outreach for people that are listening. I'm obviously in sales. And Tyler has some really inspirational content to get you to use video on his LinkedIn. And do you know what? I actually thought, Tyler, that you were a salesperson before I really checked your LinkedIn, you came across that way, which I think is fascinating because, you know, we're having this sort of salespeople have to be good at marketing, marketing people have to be sort of good at selling, you know, their brand, not just their brand, but themselves. First off, tell us about your journey into marketing. Well, first of all, I have to say, I'm not sure if I'm going to take that as a compliment or an insult that you thought I was a salesperson when you first saw me. <laughs> but uh, let's rewind a little bit. So uh, believe it or not, uh, originally, my origin story, I was, I was neither a sales nor marketer. I was an engineer. I actually graduated from university with a... Uh, systems design engineering um, uh, diploma and started off in software development. But I very quickly found that I was not a great developer, nor did I want to just stay locked to my keyboard all day. And that uh, really pushed me out into working more broadly with other developers. I actually built out our developer program, which allowed me to work with external companies building applications, um, but to be more of an evangelist, to be, you know, I did a lot of tech support, um, but I did a lot of community building. And I really loved that part of that job. And, and that's really what took me on the journey to where I am today. I, you know, really focused on that community engagement, a lot of evangelism, almost product marketing and working with the community. Eventually, here I am at uh, Vidyard as VP Marketing, and we market and sell to both marketers and salespeople. So a big part of my life is being a part of those communities. And that's really where you start to see me talking and, and being a part of that sales community, not because I want to be in sales, but because that's my audience. And as a marketer, I feel like you have to immerse yourself in your target audience. You need to be there. You need to live there. Um, and that's what it's all about for me, Charlotte. So here we are. It's fascinating yeah. saying not being behind the kind of computer all day, but a lot of what we do, I guess, is, but with a video on. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a mixture <laughs> of the two. I was going to ask Tyler, so Based on kind of your experience of sales and marketing, what would you wish that you had known or you could tell your younger self when you started out? Is there, is there one thing in particular that you kind of kick yourself that you didn't know or that you picked up? You know, actually, the, over the last couple of years, sort of picking up where I left off there, I have come to appreciate just how important it really is to really immerse yourself in your target audience, to develop as much genuine empathy as you can for those individuals. Um, not just as personas or, you know, roles or, you know, demographics, but, you know, as much as you can, um, really engaging with those people to get a better sense for, you know, how they operate, what drives them, what do their days actually look like, what do they hate about what they do that uh, they wish they didn't hate. And I think that's something that's so, so important, whether you're in marketing or sales, and, and we, we often give it a lot of lip service. We're like, oh, yeah, of course, we research our customers and we build our, our personas and our ICPs. But when was the last time, you know, if you're a marketer, what was the last time you listened to call recordings 
of your sales reps talking to real customers, right? And if you said last week, well, good for you. You're one of the like 2% if that, <laughs> that would do that. Um, uh, you know, when was the last time you spent time in an online community that was representative of your audience, right? Not your peers as a marketer or a salesperson, but if you sell to cybersecurity professionals, how many cybersecurity communities are you a part of to observe the conversations, right? To participate in them. So those are, you know, that's one really big thing that I've started to appreciate over the last few years, how powerful that can be when you immerse yourself in your audience and develop true empathy, not just data and insights on who you think they are. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more on that point. I can't say many marketers would want to listen to the salespeople call or they don't <laughs> want to get involved. <laughs> We've had a few people say, you know, they might, they, they think it would be good if marketing went to sales and asked them what they needed. But all round, you know, there needs to be a lot more alignment. I think that's a nice extreme of alignment of almost listening to the calls. But yeah, I think that's definitely a rarity. Yeah. yeah, it's something I'm trying to do like now is to get more of the marketing team to come on some of my calls, maybe a demo, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, you know, when I'm going through a proposal. But you talk, Tyler, I saw you did a video, I think it was in San Francisco not so long ago about entering the age of experience. So we're transitioning mm. now from the information age to the age of experience. So you were talking about marketers, there's a lot of information overload, there's content overload. So tell us more about that and how not just marketing people, but salespeople can also tap into this age of experience when they're speaking with their target personas and their customers. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fascinating, this, this world we live in now, where the majority of what we do as marketing and sales and, and business professionals, frankly, is in a, a digital environment, right? You know, even before we went largely remote, you know, due to the pandemic, um, it was still primarily a, you know, a digital world that most of us are in, depending on our market, but most of us, you know, interact and in that world, it's gotten so noisy, right? I don't think anybody will argue that. The signal-to-noise ratio is, is just very, very low. And uh, it's really hard, right? It's hard to cut through. It's hard to keep people's attention. It's hard to keep them along for the ride, to stay top of mind, right? To keep mindshare with them, to be memorable. And it's you know partly because it's, it's hard to do that in a digital environment when you can't actually shake people's hands and you know go out for uh, coffee or something. So, so that's one aspect to it, but it's also being driven by changes in just how, again, our, our audiences behave, how they act, how they prefer to, you know, go about their daily lives. They have so many things generally going on now. We're in such a multitasking world. So all of those sort of come together to create this impetus for us to, to really need to be raise the bar in the messaging we're putting out there in how it is that we're connecting to people, the ways in which we deliver those messages. And, you know, two really important words come to mind for me. One is experience, as you said. Like, what is the experience you're creating for your prospect, right? It, it goes above and beyond just the information that you're sharing, the questions you're answering. It's about, you know, how are you making them feel, right? How are you, again, staying top of mind or being memorable? How are you doing things in a way that align to the way they want to buy, right? Like, if every time you reach out to a customer and you say, hey, can we book 45 minutes on the calendar sometime next week? Right. I'm somebody on the other end of that all the time. And I, I literally roll my eyes. Right. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, that's not what I want to do. Can you just make me a video and explain it to me that I can watch sometime later tonight between, you know, episodes of Ozark? So like, <laughs> right, like that. So it's, no it's spoilers, all these no things spoilers. of like, yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, uh, they all die. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but this is but this is like what, what we think about. Right. It's like 
the lens, and this is about that empathy of like this, this like hyper empathy of like through the lens of your prospect, whether you're a marketer or a seller, how do you look and feel to them, right? Not just with the information you're giving them, but like, are they looking at you as like, oh, wow, this is somebody that really respects me and, and gives me things that resonate for me. And, and they're really trying to help me. And, and that's about the experience we create. There's a lot that goes into it, but you really need to be more mindful of that in today's world. Yeah. And, you know, as you're saying, how you make them feel, how they want to buy and standing out and being different. So you talked just before we came on air about, you know, you did a webinar and you were dressed, you had a Star Wars background, you were dressed as Obi <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> well, I mean, it. Uh, I, I did various segments of Star Wars where I played different <laughs> characters. And then in the webinar, I was uh, the chancellor who, oh, um, you know, so I, I had my my chancellor robe on and towards the end, I will spoil this one. I did <laughs> transform into the emperor, the evil emperor as, oh, yeah. as of course he does. <laughs> and it was a shocking moment for everybody involved, including my panelists who had no idea what was going to happen. And they were literally speechless. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I, and, and Charlotte, you know what? You, funny you bring that up because I literally had, uh, I mean, quite a few people afterwards messaged me on LinkedIn. What one person specifically said, that was the most amazing and memorable moment I've ever seen on a webinar. Congratulations, right? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, when somebody congratulates you on something you did on a webinar, you're like, all right, I know I did something right. <laughs> They're going to remember that, right? It struck a chord and resonated with them in a way that other things don't. And it's hard to do that these days, but you got to get a little bit creative in what we do. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And it's that customer experience, isn't it? Or taking sort of your buyers along the journey before they actually think, okay, I'm going to start using Vidyard, I'm going to buy into Vidyard. I think you were said recently you were at an event and was it somebody came up to you and said, oh, it's you, Tyler. I love it. I love what you guys do. And you said to him, wait a minute, but you're not a customer. He goes, yeah, no, but I love what you do. <laughs> So it, I mean, yeah, it's so great. Like we've we've been around for as Vidyar for just over ten years now, and we've we've we have spent a lot of time focused on that nuance of like how do we create a great brand in the market that's approachable, that's interesting, that's unique and fun, but also super valuable, right? And and we all strive to do those sorts of things. But I've got an amazing team that I think has done it really well, and you know we 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 get a lot of that. But part of it is 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 that levity that we bring. It's that almost authenticity, that real approachability in our content. And that's the stuff we put out on social media consistently, right? Like our, our social posts aren't, hey, check out this latest ebook we published, right? And people are like, great, two likes and like one comment. And the comment <laughs> is like the LinkedIn work, right? Um, whereas like, <laughs> again, you put out something where you're like, it's like a 30 second, like, hey, check out this blooper of me trying to make a video yesterday. And I like, and you, you know, bleep down swearing and stuff. And then people are like, this is great. Thanks so much. I could totally relate. Right. It's like this hyper resonance that you create with people. And then, yeah, those are the people that come up to you at events and they're like, oh, I saw your blooper video. It was so great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Love Vidyard. Don't use it, but love Vidyard. Right. So yeah. that's like what we need to strive for in, um, in how we engage today's audiences. Absolutely. Yeah. One question we always like to ask is about sales and marketing alignment. And obviously video, you know, can take a big place in both, whether that's using it for prospecting, whether that's using it for nurturing, amplification and so forth. So on, actually, let's try and make, I'll try and make a Star Wars rating on this one. Okay, so on a scale of um, zero to 10, zero being a relationship like Jabba the Hutt and Leia. So not, not very close. And then <laughs> 10, 10, you're looking at um, Anakin and Padme before, you know, it goes up in flames. How, how close do you think they should be? on a Star Wars rating scale? 
Oh, that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful question. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the dark horse here. I'm gonna go with the Luke and Leia oh. right relationship here. I'm gonna go with like you should be like family, but like not quite family, you know. <laughs> So the the family angle is that, and, and, and I'm 100% serious when I say this, from like a family perspective, sales and marketing, alignment isn't good enough, right? I'm almost like, we got to stop using the word alignment because it's yeah. actually only like half the battle, right? It's like, it's sales and marketing collaboration at the end of the day that needs to happen. So alignment is typically... We have the same goals, right? We, we track the same metrics. We, you know, share information. And if we win, we win together. If we lose, we lose together. And that's great. We, we need that. Collaboration is we are actively working together on a weekly basis to try to meet our joint goals. We're transparently sharing information, both good and bad. Um, we are open to criticism and we invite criticism right now it depends on your family dynamic some family <laughs> dynamics like maybe the family analogy goes out the window because you're like oh my goodness when my uncle comes over i can't stand it right but but it, but it, but it needs to be at that sort of trust level of like you know i i encourage i'm like hey sales team tell us which leads suck the most because i know some of the leads you're getting suck and like they they will like we can never give you perfect leads so tell us please which ones are performing the worst so we can do better next time because we know we're not perfect. We'll never be perfect. We just ran this virtual event. You're going to get a whole bunch of leads that you're going to follow up on. We need to know how good they are or which ones. Are there certain ones that converted, certain ones that didn't, right? So I think having a collaborative environment where there's that trust factor, where there's that communication factor, and you're genuinely both trying to get better together and you're open to feedback that is the really important thing in in today's environment because it, things are so dynamic right things are they, they change so quickly um, and there's so many different things we can be doing like as marketers i've got 101 different things i could be doing right now so many different channels and technologies so i need some of that feedback as well from sales to know are the leads you're getting from over here really working or are you just saying like yeah thanks these were great and they they weren't so i think that's the crux of it today so I don't know, go with Luke and Leia. The like not quite family <laughs> was like, you know, don't go too far with it, right? Like then you just you can get into a broken home. Yeah. So anyway. That was That's beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And leading on from that, great, great Star Wars analogy. What do you think Tyler's gonna have the biggest impact first on marketing in the future and then secondly on sales? You know, the, the biggest, like the, the macro trend for me that's happened over the last few years that's going to continue to happen is, is just this, like, is our buyers' behaviors and preferences, right? Like, I mean, that should always drive how we market and sell. Don't market and sell the way you want to. You know, market and sell the way your buyers actually want to learn and buy. It's an easy idea, but you really need to lean into that. And, and that just, it just keeps changing, right? And so that's why, like, today... Obviously, like just digital, everything is so important. Social media is more and more important every year because, you know, more and more people are interacting on those platforms in different ways. Things like TikTok, right, for some people might be more important in the years ahead. And it's because that's where our buyers are spending time, not just consuming ridiculous videos and watching people dance, but actually consuming educational content happening on platforms like that now so i think we need to be very close to that we need to be adept at how these things are changing i also believe this won't be a big surprise to any of you that things like video are going to become just 
continually more and more important to how we interact with audiences. In a digital first world, it is the one medium that creates transparency um, that allows us to show rather than just tell. And that gives us a platform to create these more emotional connections with our audiences. And so I have no doubt that both marketers and sellers are gonna be using mediums like video and audio, like we are right now, more and more frequently in more and more different ways. You know, I talk about this a lot in my book, The Visual Sale, which, uh, which is referenced. We go through the entire customer life cycle and we talk about all these different ways in which companies are using video to their advantage from first marketing touch of awareness and inbound right through into educational content and demand gen programs to helping validate you know, with peer stories right through into onboarding into how customer success is interacting with their clients. Not just video calls, but actually sending them video messages once every couple of weeks. Hey, it's Tyler here. You know, I hope everything's going really, really well. Just wanted to update you on this one thing that I saw back here. And by the way, we launched this great new feature. If it's of interest, let me know. I'm happy to chat more, but otherwise just wanted to check in, right? Like these, these little touch points with video where it creates, it puts a face to your brand. It creates these more memorable moments. And I think that's going to be a huge piece as we uh, move forward in terms of evolving buyer preference and how we need to meet that as marketers and sellers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more on that point. And this is one more. I swear the Star Wars theme was not scripted, but I'll, I'll try and relate it back one more. I don't know where this has come from. My inner, inner geek's coming out and I love it. Um, so what would be your, your Death Star of marketing or sales? What, what's the thing that you want to blow up, which you think is evil and needs to be stopped tomorrow? What would you go for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, it's not quite the Death Star yet, but like automation in general, is, you know, has become, you know, pretty close to it. And there, there's a lot of good that's come from automation, but we all know that in, in many cases, it's become a, a victim of its own success. You know, it's actually, it's a problem now because everybody uses a massive amount of automation, which means everybody is getting a, you know, boatload more of emails and content and bot-based messages everywhere. And, and I think, you know, we, we went a little extreme with it in many cases in both sales and marketing. It's happening in sales now too. And um, I think we need to be really, really careful not to let, to let our programs drift too far there. We need to make sure that, you know, efficiency doesn't become our, our main metric uh, because that's again where sort of automation really shines is when you're trying to create efficiencies. And, and there's a certain point where, it absolutely needs to be there to do that, but not at the, not against the opportunity to really do, do things that don't scale, right? Like the best things we do are things that don't scale. Consistently, the best work we, we do as marketers and sellers are things that don't scale and that's fine. And we need to, we need to make sure we, we, we stay true to that and, and allow our people to do that, right? That, that's also a threat, especially in sales where a lot of, um, and, and, and marketing, frankly, right? There's a lot of top-down leadership that sort of sees all this automation and has big shiny stars in their eyes. And they're like, nope, thou shalt just, you know, enter their name here and hit send and go, right? Like get, a, get 800 out today. And um, if we don't give our teams permission to pull back on the automation a bit and put themselves more into what they're doing, then I think there's a lot of risk majorly interesting point and in terms of sending out a whole bunch of automated emails just you know certainly as a salesperson you're not gonna you're not gonna get the response that you that you want you know you need to make it more as you're saying personalized send a video and for anyone listening I didn't send videos 18 months ago didn't didn't even think about using them as part of prospecting 
I actually sell to, so I sell to like Toronto, Montreal, I know you're based in Canada, Tyler. And yeah, I mean, the, the feedback I get when I send a video is, oh my God, I didn't know you could send a video, right? Yeah. And, you know, 30 second, 40 second video, send it on LinkedIn, um, send it over email. Don't know about sending it on text or WhatsApp yet, but it makes a difference. And, you know, you stand out and, you know, you're never, I've never had anybody react negatively to a video i mean they might not reply or i say hey was my video that bad if they don't reply and they usually do and say actually no it was great it was different nobody's ever sent me a video before and i mean the reason that nobody else is sending them videos is because well they're trained to you know be as efficient as possible and send as many emails as they can or maybe they just haven't discovered it but um but yeah you're you're totally right and and there's a balance of course because somebody could say well can send a hundred automated emails and get three replies, or I could send, you know, in the equivalent time, I could send 10 videos and am I going to get three replies? And, you know, one might argue, actually, you'll probably get five replies from those 10 videos. So it, but, but it is that balance. You have to try it for yourself. And it does depend on if you're doing a mass volume business where you are reaching out to thousands of people. But, you know, when, when you've got prospects that, you know, like, you know what, I need to connect with this person there. You know, there's somebody I know I can help taking that time, right? Making them a short video to introduce yourself, making them a short video to show rather than just tell how you can help, you know, taking the time to share other valuable resources to them. These are all things that the best sellers do in, in inherently, and we just got to make sure we don't lose it. And, and, and again, I think video is, is such a great way just to even show that you're willing to put in that effort and making them something that is a little bit more personal and a little bit more unique. Totally. And before we wrap up, Tyler, it's been a really great conversation and I could talk to you for another 20, 30 minutes or even more. What is your one takeaway tip apart from getting, you know, saying use video, what else would you tell sellers and marketers to do? I mean, I'm going to stick on the, on the video topic because it's something that is so near and dear to my heart. And, and I think for, for all of you out there, you, you just got to start to get comfortable, more and more comfortable creating and sharing video, whether you're a salesperson or a marketer. It's kind of the just do it mentality. This is going to become more and more a part of how we market and sell. It's no different from many years ago for us marketers when we said, you know, we used to outsource blog writing and then we brought it in house because just blog and content became a core part of the business and social media, the same thing. Video, you know, is, is equally, is becoming equally important. Make it a core part of what you do, right? If your marketing team has to outsource every video you make, that's got to stop. It's got to stop. You need to have in-house capabilities because it's just a new way to communicate. But the most important thing when you do that is don't overcomplicate it. Authentic, simple videos. They don't have to be big Hollywood productions. So just do it. Get comfortable. Baby steps. And, um, you know, tools like Vidyard can help. So check it out. <laughs> Love it. Fantastic. Vidyard is great. And where can people find you, Tyler? Oh, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll find me there, Tyler Lassard, Vidyard, you'll find me. And uh, as Charlotte mentioned, I try to share lots of tips and tricks and best practices around using video, as well as lots of sales, um, laughs and learns and nonsense and uh, Star Wars videos. So <laughs> that's where to find me. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, Tyler. And if you're new to listening, leave us a review, give us a rating, give us your feedback, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks, Tyler. Wonderful. Thanks, Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Charlotte.